Hey, yo, Flip. Yo. I'm going to put you on some fire, man. They got this new bed wash company. They got the lotion and the, the everything. What's their name? They got a recovery room. It's What's out- the name? Maestro's, Maestro's Classic. G-Money's up front. I'll put, put you, you on, put you on. Man, yeah, I'll put you on the you Maestro's, sure? man. You forgot the way I brought you? You forgot where I brought oh, you up there? Oh, man. You forgot? You forgot man. about Ghost? Right, right. Who is what's his name? Ghost. You know who he cool, man. Ghost <laughs> is cool, man. Yo, make sure you get your Maestro's Classic Bed Care products yes. today at Target, CVS, mm-hmm. or go on maestrosclassic.com and use the promo code QUEENSFLIP to get 10% off. 10%? That's it? I thought, you, I thought it was free if you put your... Are you crazy? All right, all right. Make sure you go there today. Log on. Maestros with an S dot com. I'm from Queens. G Money. Yo. You know, we live, man. What's good? What's good? You know good? where we at? You know what I'm saying? We we, we pressed on time. <laughs> nah, <laughs> come on. Cut it out. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't try to change now because the camera's is on, nigga. Mm-hmm. Huh? Forget, forget interesting, no homo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. Your beef with the time ain't with me is with the nigga with the clock because he going to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? How, how you doing, G? I'm cool. I'm cool. You know, this, this, this is a... I'm excited about this episode. Special edition. Special edition. I'm saying, um, you know, one of, one of the top people. You know I mean, one of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. Not because he's, of, his, of who he is in the game, because private conversations. This nigga got story for days. He's like an encyclopedia. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Um, how you feeling though? You good? Cooling, cooling, man. Everything Ready. good. Ready. Happy to be here. Okay. Ready to get straight into it. We ain't got that much time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta get straight into it. You gotta get right into it, baby. What you know episode what is this? Um, one thirty. But we got rid of. Now you gotta say the last one we ain't. the last one we ain't put out because you know we started spazzing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down count. Yeah. It's a down count. Yeah. So we don't gotta do that. <laughs> Excuse me. But we got Cam in the building. What up, man? Flip, what's up, G? How y'all doing? What's up? What's Thank y'all for coming over. I appreciate it. Appreciate you for having us, man. Yeah, man. No problem, man. You know, happy y'all uh, came on location for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is our second guest. We we went to the location when we third we went to the location. So it's you know. No, I mean I appreciate because he had he wanted to do it at the studio. I'm like, I seen a, I seen it before y'all got popping. Y'all flew to like Bahamas to talk to Bangham Smurf. Ever y'all flew at like uh, Trinidad, Trinidad. Trinidad. Yeah, 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 you can't come. Can't drive 30, 40 minutes. That's a fact. Took like a flight. That's Do a an fact. interview. But you know, you, you told Phil you're not sitting on that couch though. You said you, we got to come to you. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate. <laughs> it. I ain't going to do. I ain't going to dive in everybody. No, no it's all good though. Yeah. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm good, man. Good seeing you. I appreciate you coming on Flip the Script or allowing us to come here and record. Now I'll, I'll see you guys working. Listen, let me tell you one thing. I do know this is ambition, hustle. And drive, and that's what you guys are doing, along with consistency. That pays off. You know, you can't do this shit every six, seven months. You know, you're being very consistent, whether it's somebody popping in the streets, whether it's somebody who got a story to tell. It's about consistency, and I see you guys' consistency. And besides that, I fuck with you besides that. So I thought it makes sense to do it. Thank you. Yeah. Since we ain't do the battle. Mm. (laughs) Well, you know why we ain't do the battle. You want to do more on battle right now? You know Mm. why we ain't do the battle. You want to battle right now off top? You don't got, you don't got it. What's up, what's up, Flip? You don't got it no more. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. You think so? You think he don't got it no more? Come on, we ain't paying attention. Okay, this is the tricks he do, Harlem shit. He's gonna talk <laughs> us to kill a time, man. Get to the interview, man. Yo, so listen, you know, we 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 saw some interviews you you, you know you did recently, and um, you know, we we know about your history. We know the Purple Haze two is coming out. We know, right. you know, Dipset and all that. Um, the fans and myself want to go back to before that time. You know what I mean? I want to talk about Killer Cam before. The deal before Dipset, before talk about anything y'all want to talk about, anything, no matter. Take us back to your childhood real quick, man. 
um, <coughs> excuse me. Take us a um, young can on, on, on um, what's that, 139, 140? I'm from 140th Street, Lenox Avenue. Um, I grew up there. Um, it was a cool childhood. My grandparents lived on the east side, so I went to my grandparents' house in 1199 on the, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of basketball. You know, I grew up in a very, very rough area, but I didn't really come outside till I was probably 10 years old, 11 years old, growing up in uh, on 140th. You could consider it 139th Street, too, because it's a park there, and everybody from in between, right, between right in between blocks. the blocks, so everybody goes in the park. But uh, I grew up around people that's notable that you may know is uh, Big L, Herb McGruff, mm. Shamgard, who played in the NBA, who now is... Uh, God, Shamgard. Yeah, he's one of the assistant coaches on the Dallas Mavericks. God bless the dad, Ali Moe. Max Beach from my building. Um, mm. It's just a melting pot of different people. And uh, it was really dope. But, you know, growing up in the uh, 80s, 90s, New York is, don't matter what hood you're in, it's kind of the same thing going on. But it was pretty cool. What age are you referring to? I mean, you, you kind of hit it on those right okay. there between, between, you know, before. Gotcha. You know, uh, adolescent days. Yeah, yeah, about you know nine, ten. I mean, yeah, right. I'm just a regular kid in Harlem growing up. I mean, tell us about your father. What do you, what, what do you know about him? I see you post pictures about him, you know what I mean? I ain't never fucked with my father, really. I didn't. I just, you know, I put them pictures up of my father because my mother hates when people be like, oh, twinning, twinning, because they say <laughs> I look like my father a lot, so my mother gets aggy at that shit. But I didn't really grow up with my father, to tell the truth. Um, mm-hmm. My father was one of them biggest drug dealers in Harlem when I was first born, but then he started getting high off his own shit, fell off. Um, but he gets a lot of respect from people his age. I bump into people his age and be like, yo, your father was this, your father was that. But I didn't really grow up around my father from the time I was three years old to, you know, he passed away maybe 10, 12 years ago. Wow. But I never grew up with him really, tell the truth. I just post some pictures to piss my mom off. <laughs> Did you ever have a conversation with him? Like about anything as far as childhood or if he wasn't there, or him not being there or being there? Forrest having a I actually had two fights with my father. Um, far as my father, pardon me. When I used to go to the to the east side to my grandmother's house, that's my father's mother, so I always stayed in contact with her. But we had conversations. My father would appear randomly, like I'd be playing basketball in the park when I'm nine. Haven't seen him for I don't know how many years. And then I hear a voice behind me like, yo, put your elbow in when you're shooting. Hmm. And I'll be like, fuck this nigga come from telling me to put my elbow in when I'm shooting. I ain't seen you in six years. So when I got older, we uh, same same kind of similar to same shit. Then we got to fight on Lennox Avenue one time. Then one time me and him got to fight in my grandmother's house when I told him to get the fuck out because at 16, you can't really pop into my life 12, 13 times and be telling me what to do. So mm-hmm. we had conversations, but uh, I didn't- My really... fist fights? Yeah, real fist fights. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. On um, uh, on the Confessions of Fire album, mm-hmm. you said something about your aunt. Mm-hmm. Was that true? Was any what did I say about it? I, I forgot. That's my, that's 22 years ago you talking about, you gotta refresh my memory a little bit. You said something about, you know what I mean, I don't know what song, but something that, I don't know if she was touching you or whatever, it was that, nah, that you know? nah, that ain't true. Okay. I'll be in, like, I was being real creative on Confessions of Fire album, okay. because um, that was just an era, you know, uh, styles was changing, everything that wasn't necessarily true, and then I had to compromise a lot of what I wanted to do 
to what I had to do because I signed with Un at that time. You got to realize they come from right working with Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls died the same year that I signed to them niggas. So a lot of shit in the studio was like, yo, Biggie would have did it like this. Yo, why you ain't doing it like Biggie? Because Biggie mm. say this, he cheese eggs and Welch is great. But I'm like, yo, it's only <laughs> one Biggie, my nigga. And they, it was fresh off his death. So I got a lot of that pressure that they want me to do shit that kind of how they, oh, we know the system can, we know how it works. So I compromised a lot of myself on that album. Even with that album cover, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still a little sketchy about it. I'm uncomfortable looking at it. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't my idea, but when you first get in your record deal, you know, you kind of compensate the work with the people who you think have to experience. So you gaffle the world? No, they gaffled the world. Basically, I was still rapping, I wrote my rhymes, but I still sold a gold album. When SD when SDE when SDE came around, they lost their deal. So I kind of started doing things on my own when SDE came around. But the label was whack. So the real me didn't really come out till I got the Rockefeller because I was with a nigga that I fucked with for years before music even was in play. Got you. Not gonna catch me with gaffle the world. <laughs> come <laughs> I mean, on, I mean, my I'm nigga. Saying, I mean, I'm not trying to catch you, but nah, I'm saying nah. you just said that you and I get it because Biggie says some some crazy lines and stuff. So I get I get I could see Eminem that. say crazy lines all the time. Who? He, Eminem, he's considered yeah, one of the best. Yeah, we talking about you. Yeah, well, you threw Biggie in there, so I threw Eminem in there. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't doing this with you. You you're more knowledgeable with, <laughs> with rap than me. I ain't gonna even play this game. You ain't gonna embarrass me. All I, I know that you said a line in the rap. I had a question about it, and to me, it's a gaffle. You, uh, you openly admit that you gaffled, and I respect it. No problem. <laughs> Yo, so um, basketball. Mm -hmm. when, when you were younger, you, you heard up. You know that you had a good jump shot. You had a good game. You know what? What made you? Yo, Rock, you pass me a water, please. I'm sorry. Nah. Um, what made you change to the to, to the rap game? Well, I played basketball um really well in high school. I was supposed to go to the University of Miami. When we lost in high school, I never went back to, um, to high school. Mm. But the University of um, Miami, thank you, bro, appreciate it. The University of Miami, it got me into a junior college called Navarro Junior College in Corsicana, Texas. So I was gonna go there for two years, then go to the University of Miami. I ended up going there, I um, tore the ligament in my ankle so I couldn't play. I ended up red shirt in that first year. Mm. And I had too much time on my hands, uh, culture shock. You know, like now it's different. You see Walmarts and all that shit everywhere. I've never seen a Walmart till 1994 so I went to Texas in the Kmart where you could buy a bag of chips, your deodorant, and a gun. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like it really wasn't no law to have an idea. If you was old enough, 18, you could go buy a gun. And I just had too much time on my hands in Texas and was doing dumb shit and ended up getting kicked out of school. So then when I came back home, Mace was in the process of getting on and me and him went to high school together and rapped together in high school and shit like that. And um, I didn't really want a lot of people to see me cause I didn't feel like answering questions like, yo Cam, why you not in school? You too good not to be in school. So I just worked on my craft with music and kind of hit out from a bunch of people because I didn't feel like answering them questions. Then, uh, you know, Mace got his deal. Me and my cousin Bloodshed, we ended up getting a deal at this label called Freeze Records. That shit was trash. And then, you know, Blood died in the middle of that deal. And um, they let me out the deal. And then I ended up running around with Mace again. And that's how 
Mm. I met up with Biggie Smalls. But the reason I didn't play basketball again because we was kind of on the brink of getting a deal um, when I got kicked out of school. Mm. I ended up transferring actually to a school in the Bronx called Monroe. Okay. But, I'm a role, yeah. but I never went to school because it was too much. Um, I never made it to school. Time I walked to the train station, I ran into 20, 30 niggas before I got on the train to go to school. So I never really even made it to school. Mm. That nigga Trump. Sorry about that. So I never even really made the school when I transferred to Monroe. Um. The basketball game that y'all lost, that was the game that, with the footage that's going around, y'all was mad and all that. Which basketball game? I don't know. Y'all lost a game, which is like a championship game, I guess. Who, who's mad? Somebody was sad in that in the video. I don't know if it, it like you, probably, probably Mace. One of y'all was crying. Oh, you? Oh, that's in high school, a killer season movie. Yeah. yeah, that's um, I play a lot of games. I didn't know what game you was referring to. Yeah, that was a killer season movie. That was when I was in tenth grade. Uh, we was in the championship. You know, if you play in the PSAL, the championship games at Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. uh, I did work that game, but I just missed the last shot. Mm. Don't wave your hand at me, bro. Not feeling nothing. It's so, <laughs> it's so mad it's a real interview. <laughs> no, no, I love you. No, no, no. You're trying to catch any little thing to start mm. anything. I, this I wanna, nigga's I, mad dry. He got all the questions. Yeah. He nigga's like, where can I catch him at? Guess, yo, nah, ask the questions nah, nah, you want to nah, ask nah, to nah, make nah, yourself nah, feel comfortable, man. Nah, nah, I'm comfortable already. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, when, I know you've said this before, but, you know, when did you meet Capo? When did, what age you met? Zeke, like, you know, if you tell me, like. Well, I always knew Jim. Trunch is crazy. <clears throat> I ain't want to choke. No homo. I met Jim because my grandmother lived in his grandmother building. Remember I was telling you how I go to my grandmother's house on the east side? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jim's grandmother lived in the same building my grandmother lived in, and it's a recreation center in them buildings. So everybody from them, they're not projects, but they, you know, however you want to call it, buildings or whatever, went to the recreation center. So Dame Dash is from over there too. So we all played ball. It used to be some crazy ass pool parties like once, twice a month over there, the best out used to throw in the recreation center over there. Mm. It was really crazy over there on some cool shit though. And I met Jim probably when I was 10, 11 years old, nothing like hanging out with Jim or nothing like that, but because of the recreation center and because he lived in the building that uh, my grandmother lived in. As far as me and Jim getting cool, you're saying? As far as me and Jim getting cool, probably me, we was doing some mixtapes and shit, me and Mace. Ron G mixtapes and a whole bunch of other shit. And, um, you know, like I said, we always was cool with Jim. It wasn't no, like we wasn't cool with him. So Jim, grandmother had passed away. And he was like, yo, man, you know, y'all want to come fuck around at my crib? You know, it's cool. Nobody there. And at that particular time, a free crib was a big deal. Like, yeah. like, oh shit, you got free crib? <laughs> he had the permanent free crib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so we started going over there as more of a just hangout, you know what I'm saying? And then that's how me and Jim got cool. Cause uh, not saying we wasn't cool before, but I'm saying building a rapport, I got you. Build building a rapport, rapport and shit like that. Cause uh, you know, 
you got the free crib, it's cool. And then Jim, you know, talking to Jim, that's not something that I was saying unless he said it. But he said it, he really know, he needed us at that time too, because you know, the person he grew up with just passed away. So kind of all worked out, you know what I'm saying? And then we used to be in Jim house, you know, doing what 17, 18 old niggas do. And we all used to rap, bloodshed rap, mace rap, I rap, all rap. So we like, yo, you need to learn how to do this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And fuck around and we taught him little patterns and shit that we did and he practiced and pursued that shit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't mm-hmm. an overnight process, but um, that's how uh, me and Jim got really cool. As far as I got cool with Jewels, uh, Jewels, my, one of my kids, my dudes I grew up with, he um he 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 telling me about this kid he got to live on his block, but I didn't really have my shit together. I just was in the middle of doing my second album. My first deal ain't go right. So he keep telling me about this kid, and I'm like, yo, I'll get to him when I get to it. And he was driving me around one day and I was asleep. And when I woke up, Joel's in the back seat, and I was kind of mad about it. I'm like, yo, <laughs> my nigga, I told you I this ain't really the time to do this shit. And he, he started rapping and he was good. And I was like, yo, this kid is kind of nice. Then I bring him to the studio. He was busting songs out. One of my homegirls, this is when I started paying attention to artists, no homo, no homo, no homo. One of my homegirls was like, yo, he's cute. He can rap. He's marketable. And I'm like, he cute. You know, and you gotta, I, I was too young to look at him like image wise, you right, know right. what I'm saying? At that mentality. And she's the one who put the bug in my ear, like, yo, you should fuck with him. And I did, but my man that I grew up with since I was like six years old introduced me to him. Hmm. Me and Zeke, where do, where did we meet Zeke? Like, I, yeah, we might have. I don't know. We might have some wild shit on. I just always told Zeke whenever I seen him, I'm like, when I get a record deal, you are gonna be my hype man because this nigga just freaky. He was like a wild nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, Zeke, Zeke is, was like a uh, some. He's like a different type of nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? Like. It was one, to, this is what I knew, like, I was like, this nigga, I'm gonna fuck with this nigga. Cause it was like, the, we was in gym house and it was this like kid who was kind of tough in gym house. And Zeke was drunk one night and Zeke took his hat off his head and said, I'm, I'm, using, I'm using this, I'm going to the store. And there was a big ass fight in the hallway with him and Zeke. Cause Zeke didn't want to give this nigga his hat that he took off his head, you know what I'm saying? That's like if a nigga come right now, take your hat, you don't even know him and say, I'll be back. Oh, it's over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I was like, this nigga kind of crazy, man. But he's a cool nigga. It wasn't crazy. Like, one time, because he be knocking niggas out. He hit hard, too. That nigga hit real hard. And he'll he'll try you. And I remember one time, we was in the crib, and this nigga was fucking with me like the nigga with the hat. <laughs> and he kind of rushed me, and I flipped that nigga. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, you tough too, huh? And I was like, yo, so I don't want to play with you, man. <laughs> but you can't just be running down on everybody like this, my nigga. He's like, I like you too, man. <laughs> we just, I fuck with that nigga ever after that. I don't remember the original place we met at, but uh, yeah. And that's how Jim House was kind of a melting pot for like how niggas got cool and shit. Hmm. Yo, so real quick, um, I want to know when did you? When did you realize that you were nice at rapping? Like, who co-signed you to make you feel like you can be in the game? You know what I'm saying? Um, like rapping was my cousin, rapping was my cousin blood shit. I used to just do it with him and shit. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a basketball player, mm. so we used to start rapping and shit. 
But it was this nigga named Twan from this, these buildings called Franklin and shit on the east side. And he was good at rapping. Twan was nice. So we used to rap with him and shit, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, yo, you kind of nice, Cam. And I'm like, well, you think I'm nice? He's like, nah, you, you kind of nice. He's like, yo, I'm going to tell my man Big L about you. Uh, we go to Richmond together. And I'm like, Big L? Because this on the east side of my grandmother's house, I see him. I'm like, Big L live on my block. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I said, that's my man. He's like, I'm going to tell him because we be rapping at Richmond in school and all this, whatever. So... Big L was like, yo, my man Twan told me you rap, Cam. I'm like, yeah, I rap. Because Big L was just starting to get rap. He signed with, was down with DITC and Lord Finesse and all this shit. So his shit was starting to pick up a little bit. And uh, I rap for L. He said I was nice too. So I was like, maybe I'm nice. And that was that. <laughs> you and Mace was friends since how old? In high school, we got kind of cool. I knew Mace for years because he played basketball too. But hanging out was high school, ninth hey, grade. Did he have any influence on your on, on your music or how you or how you rap or anything? Do you feel like he had any influence on it? He didn't really have influence on it. Mace got on first, and he hung out with a dude named Kuda, and Kuda kind of influenced everybody on not everybody Mace, I should say on how to flow and everything, because Mace was real, he didn't write no shit for the bitches in the beginning. Mm -hmm. He was tough, man, his shit was, the murder Mace shit murder was Mace. tough. That shit was <laughs> tough, Mace was tough. But Kuda was teaching niggas how to do songs, how to do hooks and how to bounce and telling niggas the niggas, bitches fuck with the niggas more and so on and so forth. Kuda brought a lot of knowledge mm -hmm. to Mace. Like Kuda had Nelly too, you know, you see how Nelly shit go, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And um. He's the one who kind of changed niggas' flows or taught niggas how to do whatever, whatever. Mace was in the mix with all of us, whether it be Big L, Gruff, myself, uh, whoever else was out there rapping. It's just that, you know, Kuda had helped them and then they was busting real moves. It's one thing that's rapping in a park every day, but if you're not going to where somebody was going to sign you or try and fuck with you, you're just rapping in the park. Did, did, did his co-sign help your career at all? Absolutely. I have a question. Yeah. The, the the rumor was, or I guess it's a fact, that you know, I guess Mace wanted you wanted to charge you to get on to get in, to be in your video. Yes. One of the videos. Yeah. One of the videos. Mm -hmm. And then I spoke to you about this privately because I said in retrospect, you know, you're a businessman, you're a very serious businessman. I actually, do you respect the fact that he did that? You know what I'm saying? Because you you got your, <laughs> the way you the way you put shit together. You know what I'm saying? It's not that the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Huh? I'm saying? Yeah, I related to him, but similarities. You what taxing apple, you apple taxing and tree fuck is you talking about? You taxing just, You know what I'm talking, talking about. I'm talking about falling out. You calling me an apple from the from that nigga tree? No, no, no. What <laughs> I'm saying is you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I ain't nobody Apple no homo, man. That's, you, hey, we gonna start right there, I, I, nigga. So you ain't nobody Apple. What the fuck you talking about, nigga? I, I'm Apple from the stick, tree. Stick, stick to the Apple park, yeah, <laughs> when you finish. Yeah, Apple, that's your Apple right there. That's an Apple from the tree. <laughs> How you calling me an Apple from the tree? Pardon me. I didn't mean, you know what I meant, though. <laughs> it's similarities in the behavior. You, if we was chilling no homo off camera, that might have been cooler, but you're not going... Flip the script to apple tree me without no comeback. <laughs> I, I, I said Paul. I <laughs> no said, more, man. I take the apple tree out. Mace, but I, but all jokes aside though, Mace, Mace was a real um he had his 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 um 
his 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 foot to the pedal early in the business. Mm-hmm. Being around Kuda and at that age, certain shit niggas couldn't understand, including myself. Respect. You know, like all jokes aside from beginning, but it, looking back on a lot of shit that he did, uh, business wise, can't really be mad at it. Would I do the same thing? Not necessarily, but now growing, I understand it. You know, he did the 357 video. Um, think unwanted him to do the horse and carriage video, so he's asking for money for the horse and carriage video. And, you know, me not knowing the game that time and not saying that, you know, Mace was doing Mace. And me trying to learn and navigate as things go through my first deal, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, now you got unputting the battery in my back, like, your man want 30,000 for the video. That's crazy. That's out your budget, da 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 But Mace's argument is like, I mean, they may not love me next year. I gotta get what I can get while I'm there. That's, that's what Mace would say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But looking back on it, I'm not mad at Mace on doing that. At the time, I might have been me. If this was Zeke or Juels or somebody else, you see how we play. I could have, Jim wasn't signed to Rockefeller. I could have said, yo, you want me at a video or anything, Alan Grumbach, give me 50000 to beat it. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're it's saying. It's the same kind of scenario, but our bond is, was a little closer as I thought me and Mace Bond might have been too. But he, as a businessman, you couldn't be really mad at the decision he made. So it was no friendship. It, 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 we was it, friends. Listen, man, what I tell niggas is this, right? When it comes to that being older now, looking back on that situation, right? So let me ask you this, right? You, you are, uh, how old are you? Are you, and you, you, you younger than 35? 32. All right, right. So you know somebody right now, right, that may be, let's say, 26, 27, just example, friend. If you give them 200, they may not got no bread. If you put 250,000 inside a 25-year-old hand that you know, how they going to act? They going to blow it. Pause. Honestly, that's super homo. Well, yeah. I said pause. Okay, cool. Them pants is pause, no homo. <laughs> nigga. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck is yo, you got on? Oh, you got long johns, yeah. nigga? <laughs> fuck is you up? Oh, you're yeah, too t- comfortable, yo, nigga. Yo, boy, yo. Hey, yo chill out, chill out. Yo, chill out. I'm about to roast you. Chill out, yo, man. Yo, guys, let's chill play. Out. I don't want to play around, man. You want to play? You try to divert, nigga. You want to play? You try to divert from what I'm saying. Yo, listen, I'm going to get to what you saying. You try to so divert. I look this way and I see <laughs> see your calf muscle, nigga. The fuck is you talking about? You really roasting me like this? I'm t- yo. Hey, give my man some tactics. Yo, Please. that's why I got the water. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm cool with that. But listen, man, if you know a nigga 25, 26 years old, and they get two hundred fifty thousand dollars, like I said, you said they gonna blow it. Yes. Right. So right, Mace was Mace was. Mace was 20, 21 years old, 22 years old, mm. with six, seven million dollars, mm. right? Mm-hmm. When you that age and you around that, you think that's the way it's supposed to go forever because you get it at a young age. You're like, yeah, life's about to be good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you get six, seven million dollars at 21, 22 years old, and we both know a nigga 26 years old that you give $250,000 so they gonna lose their mind, nigga gonna do a little some crazy shit. I'm, I'm giving Mace the benefit of the doubt of situations, decisions he may have made when he's young. You get what I'm saying? Motherfucking, 
I can't even think, of, I'm trying to think of an example of a nigga that I know that's that disciplined with that type of money. It's, it's hard to come by, so that's all, I wasn't trying to avoid the question, I was just trying to say the game don't come with instructions. Understand. You don't come in and be like, yo, this the pamphlet on how to act if you get $2 million tomorrow. Mm. Yo, if you go triple platinum before you 22 years old, read this. There's no instructions. And the reason why I said that is because, like I said, we had private conversations, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be mindful, but you said we could talk about anything. Well, I'm not going to really. What I'm going to say is that I've witnessed you, you know, be about your business mm-hmm. to friends. Mm-hmm. Not friends or people. I ain't going to say friends. I don't know how close you are with them, but you, you know each other for years. Mm-hmm. And you want, I learned, I learned some things from you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm on my business shit too, because I'm inspired, but I, I watch you do the same shit. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, saying, man, nigga got to, you know what I mean? I watch it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I ask you, in retrospect, do you kind of understand? But I don't, I, that probably were close to that. You probably thought that, yo, you should do it off the arm. I don't know. That's sweet. That, we passed that, man. So, you know what I'm saying? But I always wanted to know that, you know, for years, you threw shots at him for years. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to know why you did that. Did it really, did it stem from that or it was just in between shit he was doing? It ain't. It's, it's a lot of shit, bro. I'm asking you, man. You just told me instead of asking me. How much time, right? Just gonna extend this shit, no homo, but he should. He should have stopped the time when the doorbells and all that. He stopped the time. It's then? all inclusive. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm get, I'm, I let me make these last thirty count. That's homo. <laughs> Okay, here we go, one dude. Answer the question, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's last 30 white no more. <laughs> right, I'll let you kick. Yo, listen, Nas, for real. There's a lot of shit. Like, so, for instance, right, um, and none of this shit had to be done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He went and got the um, label deal after he got his regular deal from... Jermaine Dupree ended up giving him a label deal, all out. He got that deal, so he wanted to round niggas up and everything. Mm-hmm. And he kind of was getting artists that really wasn't artists. Not saying like that, but Mino was really a rapper from 129th Street. Loon was on the come up, just figuring it out. You got HUD6 who didn't rap, Sugar J who didn't rap, Stace and his sister didn't rap. Got two M's and was giving everybody $10,000 a piece. And I was like, nah, <laughs> like I was there the whole before this deal came apart. And I was like, nah, I'm, that's when I was out. That was it. I was like, I'm not taking 10 bands off two M's and we done sit here and did the whole motherfucking I'm going to tour with you, whatever. I'm not saying I wanted anything from that, mm-hmm. but moving forward, let's move forward accordingly. So okay. after that, I kind of stopped fucking with him. And you start going at him. Nah, not really. Not really till he started playing around with God and shit. Niggas was like, yo. I have a problem with that, though. I didn't. I got a problem when you said that. And I told you this privately. Like, you telling. That's what he was. That was his choice. I felt that you used that as an excuse to get at him. He want to play around. You know, I had nothing to do with you. Don't you agree? No, you said that's your opinion. It's not mine. Respect. Yo, so so um, <laughs> you, <laughs> so so you dealing with that? Do you, do, you, do you think that made you want to? Um, cause I, I saw the interview. You, you spoke about taking care of your peoples. Did, did that play a part in the way you acted as you got older and trying to put like jewels on the right way and everyone um, part of your, your family and your team? 
Well, yeah, but um, I just, movement's always been popping, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's like Trial Core Quest, like not Trial Core Quest, they was a part of it, what's Native Tongues? Native Tongues, yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's uh, No Limit or Cash Money. Oh, like, I always thought movement, though. Like, Big L was doing the movement. Mm. He'd put two into the corn together, which we was a part of. And um, he just, you know, yeah, like his deal wasn't right for him, let alone put the team on and then niggas started heating up. So it kind of, not like we was passing him, but niggas started getting offers for deals, mm. just learning the business a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so um, he was trying to do a movement, you know, Bad May signed to a movement. Even though it's a label, it was still a movement. You know what I'm saying? So putting together a movement wasn't like a big thing for me to think about, just more about finding the right pieces to put it together. But you didn't even wait though. The first time you got the deal, you was trying to just bring the whole team with you. You know what I'm saying? Because like I seen it. You know, I seen um I seen what we needed to do. Because if I eat and then I put somebody on he eats, then we both eat. Then you it's just nothing but train circle. Like, you know, that shit goes to be overlooked a lot, like cause nobody do shit like that. Like what I was trying to do and I was just too picky on picking artists is Master P. And I, I know I, I probably said this in another interview or whatever, but what a lot of niggas don't realize because they're too young mm. to know is that Master P was putting out three albums a week. Master P had 110 artists. Mm. Uh, yo, the nigga had the No Limit Everybody, not just the nigga. They had a nigga named Mr. Servon, all type of niggas. Like, it was niggas coming out that you never see or hear again. That nigga had 100 artists wow. putting out three albums a week when he was hot. So I'm like, yo, this is the, then the nigga ended up having like three, four hundred million dollars. Hmm. I don't know. That blueprint seemed good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I was looking at. And I'm like, yo, that shit. And then me being going to school in Texas, I went back after I got kicked out, and everybody was master peed out one year, like 94, like 95 or 96. Mm -hmm. Everybody the ice cream man. And no meanwhile in Texas. They ain't playing no New York shit. You know what I'm saying? I went to, when I was in school, all they's playing like Ruggis Thuggis Bone. And mm. then I came home and heard Shook Ones. I'm like, yeah, finally something. <laughs> yeah. Shook Ones got me kicked out of school, that song. What? Yeah, I got drunk and threw on my Walkman and look, Shook, <laughs> Shook Ones and somebody said some slicks and I bashed them over the head with the bottle. They came to my room. I had to hand my room. I got kicked out wow. over Shook Ones. But that's what I'm trying to tell you, like, motherfucker, it was, I was no New York shit getting played nowhere else. So I'm sitting there saying, New York is cool, but it's a big world out there. So mm -hmm. I need to, tr I wasn't just trying to have only New York artists, I was trying to have artists everywhere because I thought what Master P was doing was so dope, especially a time where New York wasn't even playing shit that wasn't from New York because we kind of dictated what was going on. Right. I remember Master P was trying to get up here, he said, fuck New York. I got 40 other, nine other states, man. They acting crazy with my music. They don't want to play it. Fuck them niggas. Hmm. Who else did you... Uh, that was that. Who else did you come across that you might have uh, probably wish you would have put down the part of your team early on that to add to your roster? You um, know it was... I mean, I don't want to sit here and go through who coulda, woulda, shoulda, but it's a lot of artists I missed out on. Even, like, not to keep dwelling on the same thing, um... Not to keep going Master Pete out or nothing. We didn't know who the fuck these niggas was. We never seen them yeah. once or twice. It could have been this nigga neighbor, my nigga. <laughs> it didn't matter. These niggas wasn't big hit niggas, but they were selling 
three, four hundred thousand albums just because you was under the no limit umbrella. It wasn't even about finding a superstar artist with that shit. Because I'm right. like, yo, you never gonna see these niggas again. But if he gonna make three, four million dollars off every random nigga, why not? And you got a hundred niggas, whatever. But um, I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of artists that's dope. I don't want to say and say names who I coulda, woulda, shoulda, but mm. um. Yeah, we missed out on a lot of good people. I heard um bring us back when um Dame bought you to do the deal uh, with uh Rockefeller. I gave you the deal right. Like bring us back to that moment. Um what happened was Epic wasn't doing the right thing. I was stuck in a deal with them niggas. Dame was my man for years, but we had mm -hmm. fell out over something stupid and wasn't speaking. Rockefeller was already taking off way. They was popping Dame Dash as superpower in the industry. So I called him and we had spoke for a couple years, went to his house, talked to him about it. He wasn't tripping over, over the shit. I wasn't tripping over the shit. I told him what was going on at Sony. And, um, you know, at this time I wanted to get out my deal. So I was going to Sony every day with like 40 niggas. Just making it real uncomfortable up there for them niggas, you know. Niggas sitting in cubicles ordering food, all type of shit, going to boss office in the middle, Dave McPherson office in the middle, his meetings, sitting there. It just got more cheaper to get rid of us. Cause they like hired police. Excuse me. Just cause I they couldn't stop me from coming up there because I was signed there. And Dame came up there with me and he was like, isn't this expensive to do this every day? It's like, you might as well just let this nigga go. He's not going to stop. And Damon Fairson was really cool about it. He let me out the deal. And then I went to Rockefeller. Mm. Mm. Bring us to the day you started, you know, you had the team and you wanted to start Dipset. You know what I mean? Um, well, well, Dipset, like I told you, this been going on kind of like since... Um. Jim's house, you know what I'm saying? The Dipset business back then. Yeah, that's why we always put 1997 like established. All our numbers 1997, because mm -hmm. um that's when we started trying to get all that shit together. But even if you look like on the back of the SDE albums, Dipset, all type of shit on there, it's just mm -hmm. that we didn't get the deal until we got in a good situation. So once we got the Rockefeller, not only was we in a great situation, and CEO of the Label is my man, so Thanks. it only made sense to do it then. What about the extension <laughs> niggas? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. Hellrail, JR Ryder. Why would you call them extension niggas? They were part of the fit. They wasn't the Those my men. Nah, nah. You ain't got to explain to me, though. Nah, what you mean? I'm not explaining nobody. I'm just saying, what about when I say extension, meaning that. So they were part of the main dipset roster, pardon me. I, I, this is your language. I understand what you're saying. I'm, no, but I'm asking you now. Not because you want to be funny, so I'm asking you. What about them? Them miss my niggas. What's going on? I, you called them extension niggas and getting mad at me for I, doing I'm this. mad at you. I'm saying, what about the... All right. What about them? You know what I mean, though, right? How did they, how did they become part of the movement? So we start putting out these Diplomat mixtapes, and my man Luca Brazi, he was running the Taliban shit on her 45th and Broadway, like... They were selling mad CDs like they was fucking HMV or some shit, like super, like wild amount of money, like it was drugs. More, more of the story is, um, he put together a mixtape called the Taliban mixtape, and Hal Rell and JR was on it. He's another nigga. We had like eight, nine niggas on there. 
and I listened to it, and Hellrell and JR was dope. Mm. And um, I was like, yo, what's up with them two niggas? He's like, you want them? Take them. And that's how that went about. I started fucking with them niggas. Because I ain't want to, like, step on his toes. If he told me they was his artist, I want to fuck him. But gotcha. me and him worked shit out anyway. We worked it out financially. All right. And mm. then you, you, but you were more like, both of them was on the even playing field, or you was more with JR? It was even. Same thing. Oh, okay. All right. And what happened with that? No homo, you got glitter on your eye. <laughs> Yo, stop playing around. <laughs> Yo, all right, what happened with this? Come on, man. Yo, on your eyelid, no homo. <laughs> what happened with them? What you mean? What happened with them? What happened with them, bro? Like you know what I'm asking? Like don't we not doing this, man? Yo, G Money. Yo, Could yo. you translate what he's trying to ask me? What happened with him? What happened with it, the had situation? A, had a falling out at some point. Did we? Me? Okay. What happened with them as far as a falling out? I'm about to turn up on this. Yo, <laughs> nah, I don't I try, know. I try to cheer because you my man, I, but nah, 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 nah. Yeah, you you first of all, when you call them extension niggas and say what happened to them. No, I didn't, I didn't mean to call them extension niggas. What I'm saying is that extension, you know what I mean by extension? You know, it takes a Harlem nigga to always hype something and make it into something else. And they probably going to fall for the gaffle. You know what I'm saying? Mean like they, they came after Cam and Jones. Exactly, and you know what I mean. They, they Listen, came, they what, came happened, later, what happened later. with them was... I never had no deal with them. I was going to try and work a deal out with both of them, but I respected that everybody was getting hot. Everybody was getting hot at the time, and um, you know, Jimmy went and did a deal at Koch. Me and Jewels was over at Def G and Rockefeller with them, and they kind of was playing the waiting game, but they didn't want to wait, and I respected that, and they let me know they wanted to do a deal at Baby Grant. And I was like, look, if you do this deal with Baby Grand and the numbers don't be coming back right, it's going to be hard to go back and politic with the CEOs of the people that I'm doing numbers, I'm doing business with because mm -hmm. they play a numbers game. So if the sales scan at that time wasn't right, it's going to be hard to do X, Y, and Z. They want to get the money. I didn't, say, I didn't say nothing about it. I was like, do what you got to do. And they ended up just going to Baby Grand and had a situation for themselves. Why, why everybody get mad at you and start dissing you, though? I mean, they do. And you know what it happens, man. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Yo, you know what happens? I'm do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, tell me, guy. Do you think people like? Do you think that it's just a situation where they jump into it, become overzealous? Because a lot of people that get mad at you end up, you know, wanting to rectify things. That whole sentence was gay. Yo, why are you <laughs> Niggas say, yo, jump into it and get overzealous and rectify it. <laughs> why are you doing that? Yo, kill I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm really playing with you. That's crazy, too. Why are you doing that? Pause, pause. Right, pause now, let, me tell you, let me tell you pause something. Pause serious. No, no interview, right? Pause yeah. up. All right. Yo, but seriously, what I'm thinking, listen, just say I've... Just they have a, and not just them. I'm just saying, people have a very mm -hmm. different opinion. Me personally, respect. Just my opinion, and just me personally is, and think they realize it. Not they, whoever, all everybody who you say whatever, anybody you talking about, I bring to the bank. They get bread. If they don't get M's, they get hundreds of thousands. Mm. They block two, three cars. They live in cribs. They move out their house, whatever. What happens is this, my personal opinion, and this isn't nothing anybody told me, is that when times get rough, you look for a reason to say, blame a nigga. And I tell niggas all the time, I be like, yo, because I bring you the bread, 
I'm not your fine. I can't. You not my job to tell you how to finance your money or how to keep it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's times where, for instance, I'll tell you, you know what happened with JR? I can tell you the last thing that happened with JR because me and JR never had no problem until he's about to go to jail. Me and JR may not have speak, but we, don't, we ain't like we speak all the time or whatever, whatever, whatever. So we speak once in a while. I guess he's about to go to jail. We haven't spoken in a while and he wanted some money or whatever. So at this time, I told him, I said, yo, write me 316s for Juju, and I'll give you some bread. And he got mad at that. And he was like, nigga gonna charge me to give me some bread and want me to write rounds for the shit, and I'm about to go to jail. And that's when he started dissing niggas and got mad and all that, because I, that's, that's what happened. What? what- all right, and then you know we, we I did an interview. We did an interview with him. I'm saying, mm-hmm. and you know, he expressed regret for doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, coming at Killer, and you know, said that you had a good you know business relationship together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. But you're a type of guy that you know you just you, you show love and love is love, and you just you wish everybody the best in their life. You ain't never really hit me this Jr. Never, I never, never, I never, you know? I've never dissed JR. I just, it's just funny to me that, you know, people get mad at you, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's all, so I ask, what do you do to them? Same thing with Vado. Vado mm-hmm. got mad at you, yes? Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to know what you be doing to these people, but then, you know, I, I don't know if he wants to rectify it. But. Listen, I don't have a problem with Vado. Vado, one day Vado had called me and was just like flipping on me like, yo, you're not, you're going to stop talking about me, you're going to stop talking about me, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Now I'm not talking about you. Just like when shit was cool, we was just arguing about, like about Dwight Howard going to the Lakers. Yo, stop playing. Yo, everything ain't a joke, man. Stop playing. Yo, around, bro. Dwight Howard like, went oh, to I'm the Lakers the now, first now, now, time. Now I'm loud now. Stop playing, killer. Ain't <laughs> not a joke. You arguing about Dwight? Why he got mad at you, bro? I'm telling you, we was talking about Dwight Howard going to the Lakers one day. <laughs> he had just went to the Lakers the first time. Yo. That's the last conversation we had. Then he called me the next day, like, yo, you gonna text me. He said, yo, you gonna stop talking about me, man. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, yo, your own family telling me you talking about me. And I'm like, yo, bro, I ain't talking about you, my nigga. He was like, keep my name out your mouth. So I called him. I'm like, yo, where you at? He not picking the phone up. So I text him. I said, look, I'm not doing all this. If you wanna meet me or we talk or whatever, cool. I'm not, not, you're not picking the phone up. You don't want to meet up. Like, this is just you're random going off. Then like three days after that, he was like, no, my bow is bugging. And I said, nah, we good, bro. It's all good. But that was just the end for me. I just didn't fuck with him after that. And then, um. But we still cool. It's, I just, I didn't want to be bothered with it no more. And then how, you, you had to deal with him. He was signed to you, yeah? Yeah. So how you got to deal with Catholic and you? Nah, well, he, he already was out there with me. Khaled just called me as a form of respect, but respect. what happened was, um, and you know, it's crazy. One of my good friends, we really, we, my man Tone, we had stopped speaking over this situation. And that's like my nigga, man. And I was really like one of my cool ass, like I fuck with that nigga. But we stopped speaking over the situation because it was just too much, um, too much, um, Non-communication, I would say, because we ended up doing a deal with Interscope with Gene Nelson and G. Robeson, and I would go up there with Vado and we say something. Then next week, Tone would go up there with Vado, 
and say he's the manager and whatever. And they just wasn't clear because me and Tone wasn't speaking and Vado wasn't saying nothing. Vado was letting both of us come up there, which was no problem, but it just needed to be better communication. And um, unfortunately, me and Tone wasn't speaking at the time. And of course, it is, you know, the whole thing with Vado, we had a rapport with Vado before I started coming around. And um, it just wasn't healthy for business because me and Tone been friends for years and never did business. Then once business got involved, our relationship kind of went down the drain, which I wish, like, certain niggas like that, that's my nigga. I wish we'd have never did business because that was my friend. You don't get a lot of friends in this game. So, okay. you know, for a fact that me and him don't speak, that's kind of, you know, that, that irks me sometimes because that was my man. Can it be rectified? No, what? No homo. You and him, you know, you and Tom talk to Oh, him. If we, yeah, I would love to. That's my man, definitely. That's your office. Salute, yeah. Tom from Queens? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. What you know, Tom? Nah, I'm just from Queens. Uh huh. Mm. I'm from Queens. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't hope so. <laughs> let me ask you a question. You, for the couple of years, man, I want to say, first of all, I want to commend you for your new behavior. I've, I've been around you for about, I'm saying, going on two years, off and on, you know, and um, see you with a lot of manners, very respectful. You say thank you to. <laughs> the door lady you say thank you thank you to the people in the gas station you make sure you say thank you make sure they hear you now I don't know if you're putting in the air as you want Carmen to come back to you but when I was watching you coming up you were very ignorant and I asked you this privately I'm asking you this publicly what changed what happened <laughs> what made you become so respectful um, so understanding you know you try to put on this theatrics against me and talk about my pants and all that. Come on, to, man. You know what I mean? But what made you change? Because you're very respectful. You look I'm, at things from I'm, a different perspective. I'm over 40, bro. You want, like, Oh, you said that to me? Yo, I'm, yo. <laughs> I just want to see if yo, your answer was the yo, same. It's, I'm over, yo, my nigga. My man, I got my nigga trapped. He living Grant. This is my nigga. He want every song. Like, he like, yo, this shit ain't 357, nigga. I was up north, nigga. Fuckers, you talking about stabbing niggas up 357. Yo, I am not 19 neither. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga talk about give me the pat, 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 pat. I'm like, yo, <laughs> trap. I'm not 19 years old no more. I'm not going to run around and do the same shit at the age I'm at now as I was doing when I was 25. A lot of ignorant shit going on in your 20s and 30s. I can't, I got I to gotta do this forever? Now, if it's a reason to be ignorant, I could be ignorant. Ain't no problem, and nobody really be giving me a reason. Damn, part that's a monster. It's nobody even giving me a reason to be ignorant. So, mm -hmm. but if you want me to be ignorant, it's available. I mean, I just watch you be ignorant. You know, like I said, like because I was looking back at things. Please stop swinging your foot; it's confusing me. I was looking back at things, and you know, even a situation when when you call the radio when Fifty was talking. You know, Fifty ain't saying that really bad about you. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I felt that you were just in one of those. I, Actually, I felt it was you were showing the seniority that you've been in the game longer and they got to put respect on your name. Or, but I didn't understand that whole situation, what made you call. Cause the, and you were calling, you were very adamant, and you were cracking jokes. Actually, I didn't like that being from Queens. You know what I mean? I'm being honest. I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Because you're cracking jokes on me now. I don't like it neither. I'm saying? So those were your ignorant stages. Like, why did you do that? Why did you call up there? Because he said something about the label. What that had to do with you? We used to only popping niggas at the label at the time, so I felt like it was a subliminal shot, so I called the radio. 
Yo, yo, Zeke, mind your business. Don't put your hands like that to me. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you, but when he told you your camera, I'm not talking about you. Why you kept Yo, going? who running the camera? You? I don't know if you want to get a timeout. This nigga got glitter on his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not for real. Like, yeah, it's throwing me off for real to keep blinking. <laughs> Yo, you, you want to take a five? Yeah, <laughs> dead ass. I don't want to take a five, man. Why? <laughs> I'm dead. No, all jokes aside, for real. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to take a five, bro. All right, go ahead. My fault. Go ahead. So, what made you, why you kept going when, you know, homie said that, you know, we, I'm not talking, we're not talking about you, Cam. And, and, yeah, nah, but I told you why. I mean, like I said, I could have been. thought it was a subliminal. I, kept, I, I could be 100% wrong, but you asked me what was my mentality at that time. Mm-hmm. My mentality at that time was just that I thought he was just in Koch and we was the only decent artist. Not saying Koch have decent artists, but let's say, most relevant artist Scott had at the time, so I just kind of took it offensive. Okay, another thing, real quick. Rest in peace, the prodigy. I'm listening to his book. He said he met you when he met you somewhere. He had a pink shirt on, and he said after that you started wearing pink. Did you hear that? I heard that story. Hmm. Oh, okay. I heard that story. I'm just saying. I, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't. I don't. It's cool. I mean, it's cool. It's I mean, cool to hear the story. Well, hold on. It's cool to hear the story, but I'm. I'm saying that. Is I'm that trying... the truth for me? I know, man. What I'm saying is this. And Prodigy's going. That's and listen. Prodigy came to the big record on my record when I was when I was like transitioning. I, I'm a bandana P fan. Respect. I just told you, you got me kicked out of school, my nigga. Like yeah. I'm bandana <laughs> P, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do I remember Prodigy wearing a pink shirt? No. Well, I can tell you though, and this is an actual fact, we I, I remember um seeing Prodigy for the first time, and maybe we met this time he's talking about whatever, um, at the KRS one video shoot. KRS one they did some Burroughs video shoot, some type of Burroughs shit. And um me and P that's when I really started getting cool with P. Mm-hmm. I we could go back to that video and see if he has a pink shirt on that day. Yeah, chill out. No, seriously, I, I, I'm just I, trying I, to say I, that's I, the first time I remember me. chilling with him. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Respect. But nah, if anything, remember if I do remember anything pink, and it's not no shot and no diss or nothing, it's the first pink I remember is when Nas wore pink in the video and niggas was hating on him bad at that era. They was like, "What is he doing with the pink suit on?" He did like uh, I think the Street Dreams video. Mm. And now they tried to go. A man just put five five fingers up. Like, yeah, man. Uh-huh. And they um, now guy, we could chill. It's cool. And um, that's the first time I really noticed niggas wearing pink. I'm like, but they was dissing Nas so bad because Nas was ahead of the time for that. It was too early for that at that time. So what made you start wearing pink? What happened was, it was fashion week. Hmm. No, pardon me. See, why your man gotta do that? See, I'm getting tight now. What happened? What? He has a professional corny shit. It's not you, bro. Stop. That's not him? Come on, man. Listen, man. I don't understand what this nigga want. Listen. He want me to come be a spitter to the mic and act like Hulkamania. Like, yo, my nigga. (laughs) You rappers better look down on me. Yo, my nigga. (laughs) Yo, my nigga. It was fashion week one year. You know what I'm saying? And um, Fashion Week, it was a big deal. It's pre-internet. So it was a big deal to be on page six. Page six is like the biggest shit in the newspaper 
Um, that's where they still got page six, like all the celebrities, what they're doing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So to make page six really big. So I wanted to stand out at Fashion Week. So I got the pink mink made uh, and the pink fur hat to go with it. And I said, I'm going to wear this to Fashion Week. And I was the biggest thing that day when I was out there. The picture's still floating around from that year. It's the male Mona Lisa pictures. Hmm. So it wasn't nothing that was done intentional. I just wanted to stand out that day. And that, it was a big, a whole bunch of press behind it, Cam, this, that, and the third. So I started saying, let me fuck with pink. Then I was like, yo, let me find out how much it costs to get your own pink. Then they, I wore it that whole year. Then niggas started wearing pink. Then it just got crazy to where niggas, I'm doing an interview and niggas is like, yo, so Cam, what's next year's color? I'm like, yo, it became marketable. It wasn't nothing that I planned on doing, but once I seen that the bitches and the niggas was feeling me, no homo on the niggas, that I was like, let's rock. You know, niggas were like, oh, nigga, Cam Gatiss, ah, man, whatever, you know. You comfortable, you good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, so real quick, t- tell us something about Cam that people don't usually know about you, something that... It, it could be a movie that you watch that we wouldn't expect you to watch, a, a, a artist that you like, or we wouldn't expect you to listen to on your own time. You know what I'm saying? I like, uh, I like No Homo, Ro James got some dope shit. Mm. I like The Baby. Um, uh, you know, what else you good at other than, other than basketball? Getting money. Of course. <laughs> 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 you know. It's my specialty, really. What's up with Dane, man? What's up with Dane, man? What's up with Dane? I'm watching. What's up? What's up with Dane, man? Dane, my man, man. You know? Dane, last time I saw Dane, he talked about my. I had a green uh, V-neck shirt on, and he roasted me. I, I ain't like that. I'm saying. I'm gonna be like honest with you. Nobody gonna out talk Dane. Just not. It, it's nobody gonna do it. Even if I argue with Damon, gotta be via text. It's the only way I have a chance. <laughs> when you see the stuff like he's losing money and stuff like that, when you see those stuff out there, how does that make you feel? Because me personally, I, I know that you wouldn't, you or his friends would wouldn't allow him to fall to that level. In my opinion, by being around you and seeing how you are, even with me, you know what I'm saying. So, but when you hear stuff like that, how does that make you feel? If you understand what I mean, I mean, as long as I know what's going on, you're gonna hear all type of shit. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear this, hear that. I hear some bullshit about me every day. But as far as how I feel, if I speak to Damon, I know he good, then he good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As far as what niggas are saying, I can't go with niggas are saying. If I can speak to that man on the phone and he tell me what's going on with him and he tell me he good, then he good. Dipset has had a lot of issues. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, love, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but... Go down and listen to some things that I've always wanted to ask. <laughs> what? No, I, yo, I, yo, listen, let you me like tell you. Why nobody scared of freaky, yo, man? You yo, looking at freaky, you trying to calm him I, down? I, like I'm the looking, other nigga, what's the other nigga? No homo, you think I'm here looking at freaky? What the homo? What kind of gay shit well, you think we are? Freaky right there, freaky. Yo, man, what you think I'm just glancing at? Right, what's your, what's your, no your man that, pre- right, tell me, what's your man that pressed me at Foot Locker? Let's talk about that real quick. Listen, let me tell y'all this, right? You too, G. And you did apologize to me. Let me I'm, tell, I'm talking to both of y'all this. Mm. We gonna do about 15 more minutes. Don't ask me about my songs or whatever. I like, ask what y'all wanna ask, even if you think I don't wanna hear it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Even if you think I wanna hear it, and I just tell y'all I wanna talk about it. 
But let's just ask like the whatever y'all want to get to. What are you talking about? No, no, I'm, my I'm, man I'm just asking. went five minutes. Mm. So I'm saying let's do another 15 minutes, but let's I'm, get I'm to ask, it. I'm asking what I, what I want to yeah, know. got yes. you. So, guy, I just wanted to tell you that because he gave me a little sign. No, nah, I appreciate it. No, nah, guy, let's go. But you heard the question I asked you. While I'm looking at Freaky? I'm nah, not nah, looking boy, at Freaky. I, I said your man pressed me I'm sorry. Remember that? Yeah. And, you know, you apologize. He apologized. Absolutely. You know I mean? He's a, he loved your show. He, my man B. Yeah, so he wanted to be here when, whenever I did your show, man. I forgot to call him. Who causes... Who was the... Why did Dipset get into so much issues? I could go down on them. You know, one of them. You um, know me. Well, to be honest with you... Is it him? No. Maybe. Sometimes. Did he jump in a crowd in Philadelphia or some shit like that? No, my man British did that. Oh, well, yeah. He's a nice guy. I met him. He's like that. I in there too, but I'm saying the first thing in the crowd was British. <laughs> and then Zeke jumped in there too. But British went first. But see how see how it turned to get people into nice guys? You would never thought of that of British. I never thought of that of British. Not British. Yeah. Nah. Like British is a real estate agent now and all type of shit. You know where I met Brit at? In a shootout. <laughs> really? He's on my side, but that's what I'm saying. That's the first hmm. day I met him. First day ever I met Britt, he did some wild shit. So back to what I'm saying is that, you know, Dipset got into a lot of issues. And I asked, you know, why? What, 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 you know. Let me tell you something, man, right? And this, I'm just giving you Harlem. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Harlem my whole life. Like I said, east side to west side, everywhere. I've never had a problem in Harlem until I got a record deal. Mm. Not one problem ever. Maybe little fights here and there. This I've never got to know beef, shootout, none of this shit till I got a record deal. Mm-hmm. It come with the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, my nigga, you get money, be in the neighborhood, you're doing more than other people do. If you can't do for everybody, somebody's going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's just not Harlem. That's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and niggas think you get $2 that you could take care of everybody. And everybody can't go for the ride because it's not as much money as people think. People make it look good, but everybody can't go. You know who took everybody? MC Hammer. Mm. 200 niggas a night. Now, how much that cost? I don't know. I'm not, and I like him. I'm an MC Hammer fan. I just, don't, I just know he could be living better than what he is now. I'm not saying he ain't living good now. He could be, but he says it. You know, he, he talks about it. That's how I know. Mm. Yeah. yeah it's expensive. Um, How'd you feel when when Jim Jones branched off with the with the whole um, Bird Gang joint? Bird Gang? Well, he copy he copy wrote Bird Gang. I know that. Well, I'm sure I want to know how he felt about it. When no, he copy wrote Bird Gang. Yeah. Well, right. I wasn't. I went. My goal was for everybody to have their own shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody did have their own shit. It's just that I like like I said, everybody was on a lack of communication, and. Being the age I am now, maybe I should have had a conversation with Jim or maybe he should have a conversation with me and we could have handled things differently. But the way I felt at that particular time, I'm like, yo, you busting moves, you could at least let me know we busting moves. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I was kind of upset about it at the time, but I understood it. I just thought we could have communicated better about it. Why did you copyright Bird Gang? Because I just told him I felt he was busting moves without telling me. And when I asked him if he's gonna branch off, he said no, so I copy wrote it. If you told me no, it shouldn't matter that I copy wrote it. That was my mentality at the time. <laughs> and what copy copy wrote? Copy wrote after that. Yeah, 
We talk about that later. Okay. Mm. Okay. How'd you feel when you first found out that Max B was doing music? Max B? How did I find out? How'd How you, you feel, feel when you found out about him doing music? You, you, you grew up with him. Oh. Max B came to me and said, you know, he got out of jail one time and he came up to me outside Dirty Kitchen. I was at this restaurant home and he was like, yo, Cam, I, I do music now. Let's get this shit clicking like Dorothy's heels. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, Charlie, man, yo, what are you talking about right now? He's like, this is a nigga, you know, he's like, nah, I really fuck around. I do music. I'm Max Bigavelli. I'm like, what's that? He says, I'm Biggie and Machiavelli mixed in one. Mm. So I'm just all laughing because this, <laughs> this, this nigga never rapped in nothing before. Mm. I was like, yeah, all right, we'll see, whatever. So Jim came to me, he's like, yo, man, I'm going to fuck with the nigga Charlie Rambo. You on some Max B shit. I'm like, God, you know, I didn't pay it no mind. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. Max, you know, always was in and out of jail, always. He's always doing some wild shit. And uh, for him to, to see him be dead serious about music is really, really impressive. Because to be honest with you, that man came to me before anybody else. And I didn't see the vision because... I grew up with him maybe, and I wasn't paying attention to the music as closely as I should have been paying attention to it because I know him from something totally different. Right. right. Did you try to squash the beef between him and Cabo? Um, I really, you know, during that time, I kind of really wasn't in the mix with Cabo or Max. I mean, me and Cabo had probably stopped speaking around that time when they started shaking. And then, um, Max was signed to Capo, so I see Max and we be chilling this, that, and the third. And I really wasn't in the middle of their beef when they was going through whatever they was going business. through. You never tried to like rectify it. I wasn't around even one. What about now? Like you try to rectify it now? Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me talk about that. Listen, my thing is this: when it comes to that situation, you need to talk to them two niggas or talk to Jim. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a so, question. That situation that happened in London, you remember that? Were you there? Which one? The, the one that the people in London said that they kidnapped some of your guys. Do you remember that situation? Were you there? No, I wasn't there. Okay. Zeke, you was there? No. Oh, all right. All right. What, do you know why a situation like that, what happened? Well, they said they sent money over here for all of us to do a show. None of us got a dollar, so when we went back over there, they thought that we was part of the people who was stealing the money or whatever the case may be. And I understand it because every time I hear the story, it's uh, more money, 40,000 pounds, than they say it's 60,000 pounds or 80,000 pounds. Their money is worth more than our money. Mm -hmm. So if these some street niggas who might have put all their money in to get niggas there and niggas ain't getting no money, then I understand that they had a problem about that. But they think all of us is involved because I've been to London after that situation you talk about and I got the word that they was coming to my show and this was five, six years after that happened and they was trying to get at me but I got the word so I didn't even go to the show. Word. Hmm. And there was 50 niggas there waiting for me. At the show? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard you talked about this before, right? And I feel like in retrospect, you could think about it now. You have put yourself on the line for the team. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I say that to say, because I heard you talk about it, even the situation was a true life situation. I mean, what happened? 
I, I'm not aware of you and him having any personal problems. It was probably him and it was him and Capo that had the issues. Yes. Why you put your hands up? Meaning that so when certain situations transpired and niggas may have not been on the same page, did that make that didn't make you feel good? You was upset. So you lashed out and you reacted. Lashed out at who? By distancing yourself. That's the last form of lashing out. No, my mom had a stroke. Not only that didn't happen, but my mom had a stroke. We and my mom moved to Florida for two years. Not only that, we first of all, before that even happened, we wasn't speaking. When me and True Life got in the weather, we got into and Copper One, the radio started talking about niggas. That's when niggas found out we wasn't speaking. But we wasn't speaking before that anyway. But Capo got on the radio and was talking, yo, Cam this, Cam that. Then people found out that we had a problem with mm. each other. Got it. Got it. So nobody knew. You You don't talk about business. So everybody else that have an issue, they you don't do that. What you mean? He Anybody that have an issue with you, you don't talk about it. For Like, unless I'm defending myself. Okay. I don't never put business out there in the beginning in the first place. Only time I talk personal business with my family or if it's beef or whatever is when I'm defending myself. That's it. Or I tell my side of the story. It'd be all type of sides of the stories, but I don't need to talk about it unless I feel like, damn, I got to defend myself on this. A lot of shit I let slide because I'm like, who gives a fuck what people think? If I know what's going on, I don't really give a fuck what niggas be thinking. How do you feel that Alpo was home? I have no feelings about it. That nigga got a hat. Nah, that's my... Do you have no feeling? Nigga, yeah, man. You got no feeling they home, but you played him in the movie, yes? Yeah. And But did you ever speak to him? You never you never got to speak to him, not a chance to speak to Apple at all? No. And you have no feeling? You don't know him, you know? No. But you have been hearing that he's going around taking pictures with people, yes? Yeah. How do you feel about that? I have no feelings. You mind your business? Say Respect. All right, all right. Speaking of acting, um, I wanted to know how hard is it to that to. Nigga uh, hat, bro. Nigga got a hat. <laughs> 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 you guys see this picture? This nigga ill. So Al- Alpo. <laughs> that nigga true bloody. <laughs> but a nigga got a hat with no label on it. Nigga got a blank hat. You gotta watch that nigga, son. Yeah, Gmo. Nah, you crazy. Yeah. Now I want to know, uh, like, how hard is it for you to to be acting in the movies? Like, you paid a full joint com- compared to you working on the album. Um, all that shit easy, man. The the movie, not say acting is easy, paid in full shit was kind of easy because uh, everybody pretty much knew the story already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dame was executive producer on the movie. So they had a script and a lot of shit in the script was corny. So the director, Charles Stone, was real cool. He was like, yo, I was reading, I'm like, this is not what the hunting again Harlem gonna say. Mm. So they I would do a, a take where I read the lines and then I do a take of what a nigga would say in that position. I would improv. Right. And most of the movie is my improv. Like that Kermie shit, that shit wasn't in the movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I be like, man, fuck all that, I'ma eat regardless, man. Like mm-hmm. that shit wasn't in the movie, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of shit they kept, even like to the point where niggas like, 
Not saying that 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 line was in the movie, but you know I'm eating chips and eating, like I'm like yo, give me some chips and make it seem more natural. Mm. He was letting me live on that set because I was like, this shit is mad corny with the way y'all niggas got it, mm. trying to be all niggas. So that movie was pretty easy to do because I had a lot of leeway. Now if I had another part to play with, like a nigga like fucking uh, Oliver Stone and somebody's directing it, I don't know if it's gonna be as easy as playing right. that part. I have three more questions. For you and then I'm 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 done. And then you know. Right. Um <laughs> You my nigga, son. I appreciate I really appreciate you, bro. This thing is wild. Nah, man. Nah, I love you though, man. Like nah, you really try to you really try to help me with my business though. Nah, you know that's saying? a fact though. I, 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 I wanna see you one. It took a nigga from Harlem, man. You know, I, I had a lot of stories about you and stuff like that. And you know, the stories I hear and who you are, it doesn't add up to me. You know what I'm saying? Cause you solid to mm-hmm. me. Thank you. you try, I appreciate you put me it. on the phone with good people to try to help my podcast go to the next level. Absolutely. You, you, you and Bimmy are the only two people that did that. You know what I mean? As far as like the podcast is concerned. Appreciate and, that. You know, I, I definitely, I definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions, well, one of the questions, who the hell is the lady that sing, um, Killer Cam, Killer Cam, Cam, who the hell is that? Who is that? It's a man. His name is Opera Steve. He, it's a man, pause. Really? Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the heat makers. I met him a couple times, but heat makers sent me the beat with him in it already. But Fire. he's a singer named Opera Steve. Okay. Um, what happened with Cousin Bang? What's up with him? He's in jail right now. Um, don't want to speak on why or what's going on. You don't want to speak on that? Uh, you answered my question. Got halfway. a case going on right now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and... um. Do you miss Juju? No. Oh, there you go. I'm about to turn it. What you mean you don't miss it? Cut it out, man. It's me, boy. It's me. Look, 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 look at me. It's your brother. Okay. I'm saying. Like, and they love you. They lie. Let me, let me, let me not take credit. Look, she's listen. I don't wish her no new. That nigga is a sniper king, nigga. Listen, I don't take no <laughs> ill will against her. I, I, I'm really happy for her, what she's doing. But as far as being in a relationship. No, not if the actual relationship was absolutely not. But what you miss as a person. I'm happy. Listen, I don't miss it at all, but I wish her well, and I hope she does well. I don't want no beef with her. I don't want no problems. But you asking like, do I miss her? Like, y'all need to see where she's at. No. What turned you off about her? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, 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 I let you give me permission Nigga to said say it. I know no homo man. Unless <laughs> you give me permission to say it. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's keep the peace, man. All right. This nigga here, man. I mean, you worse than the DC snipers. Nah, nah, nah. You nah, are. Nah, nah, nah. I watch you. Um, I just don't like niggas. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, you know, people come around niggas just to get. People come around niggas just to be around you, play around little tricks. I watch you move, man. You know what I'm saying? You got four phones. You got an iPhone 4. You know what I'm saying? You give niggas the other number. You got an iPhone 4, <laughs> 6, 8, <laughs> and a 10. You know what I'm saying? You got four phones. And the iPhone 4 is your main phone. It's the most disrespectful shit. The newest phone is the bullshit. Like, I don't, it's like the most backwards shit ever. The newest phone is the bullshit phone, the burner. And the iPhone 4 is the main line. Mm. Now, but I, I, you know, the reason why I ask that about Shorty is because a lot of people try to, um, people don't understand that, you know, to the public, you seem like a cold hearted man. You don't got no feelings, but in all reality, you do. Absolutely. You know what I mean, you do got feelings and you have expressed pause. 
no homo, but you have. Listen, what I'm trying to tell you is this: when it come to that, my nigga, I'm not going to do right. I'm, I'm, and that's like I said, I don't want to do right. I'm out here right now. I'm enjoying being out here a little bit. Mm. Okay, I'm enjoying that. That's real. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to do the right thing right now. I got a few more months in me. <laughs> well, that's real. I want to act crazy. Forty, yeah, you know these, everybody on me. Now I watched daughters, it. grandmothers, aunts, nieces. I, 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 I'm in a weird space, nigga. Like I watched it. You on me, my nigga. You, you made me stop talking to people. Nah, like, oh. oh God! Let's just keep just keep it off camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Nah. Keep trying to lean towards with this sniper shit, yo. <laughs> you not a sniper? Listen, man. Somebody, some a fan wrote and told me to ask you about a fight between somebody named Blicky and Cannabis and Can. I, I, I didn't understand the question. <laughs> I think it said Blinky. You know about some shit like that? Blinky. Blinky. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Because the nigga wrote a question like your ex came about what happens. Like a, I Google that shit. I can't find it. I said, what is it? The three-way fight? Like what type of fight was the pause? That sounds crazy. Blink was down all out. And from, I don't know, because Blink, my man, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly uh, the details, but I think Cannabis said some slick shit on a rhyme one time. And this was a long time ago, and I heard Blink beat him up. I wasn't there, didn't see it, but definitely heard that. The Cannabis said some slick shit, and he was at the club or something, and Blink beat him up. Blink mm-hmm. from the east side, Harlem. Nothing else? Y'all good? Uh, so, so of course, you know, in closing, we got to speak about, you know, the album, Purple Haze 2. Absolutely. 15 um, years later. Yes, yeah, Purple Haze 2 is kind of like a book. I tell a lot of stories on there and mm-hmm. shit. A lot of shit that I didn't want to talk about because uh, it was too close to the time it actually happened. But I feel like mm-hmm. uh, people should got over a lot of shit. So I tell a lot of stories on there. And uh, yeah, a lot of information, man. You know, not necessarily everything, but... Uh, Hopefully leading up to some bigger shit, but it's like a book on there. It's a book. It's a lot of stories on there. What's the difference between Cam from Confessions of Fire to Purple Haze 2? My first album, I was 20. You know, I'm a grown-ass man. Now, I came into this game as a kid, so you see my whole life grow up in front of the camera. And the uh, difference that I would say right now is that I'm more lax. If I need to turn up, I will, but at the end of the day, I got I could work at a pace that where I'm comfortable at. Cam at 20 years old confessed the fire. I was under the gun. I had to do this. I had to meet a deadline. And mm. Had to hurry up and shoot a video and learn the business and all that shit. Now I could work at a pace that's more comfortable. What's up with that girl from What Means the World to You? What, where's she at? I don't know. <laughs> Why you always never know nobody? What's up, my man 40 Cal? He good? I haven't spoken to him. Got you. But I hope he's good. Louis. <laughs> Hey, Zeke, when can we get an interview, Zeke? When can we get an interview? Are you not scared to interview with us, right? Yeah. You seen Mellow too, man. All jokes aside, no disrespect. Are y'all niggas on some type of Riddling or some shit? Are y'all niggas too tall? I'm just saying, like, when you when you grow up and watch you niggas, like, even Cam, so like, he made me want to be what I, let me tell I you something. I let told me you, you money this. Like, let me he tell made you me something. calm down a little bit. Mm. Let me tell you something, man. You know why? I seen some of the guests, man. They this, they got a lot of built up shit in the home over years. 
that they got held up inside and they come up here with this energy mm. of 25 or 30 years of hate of whatever the fuck they was going through when they get there so their energy be different. No, I love the energy. You did good. I, no, I, I'm, I'm just so, saying, no, I see niggas like this and your <laughs> shit like this. <laughs> fuck they thought. <laughs> I'm like, yo, <laughs> niggas is mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is an outlet for them to uh, come up here and um, basically have a platform to tell their story, which is really dope to where I ain't got to fight for that platform that they need. So it's dope what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you looking. Yep. Thank you. Desiree yeah. Perez is the CEO of Rock Nation. I heard she, uh, I heard she is no good. That's what I heard. I, don't, I really don't know. I looked it up and stuff like that. So my man, King Erna, he did a blog on her. I don't know if that's true. Do you know anything about this woman? Nah. Does Dame know her? I don't know. Rest, can I say rest in peace to T? Um, yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, yeah. Can I tell the people that I spoke to on the phone? Yeah, mind? yeah. It's all good. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Rest fact. in peace. Pardon me. Yeah, know, rest in peace to T. No, I appreciate um, it. You know, I think... We shared a great conversation. We was on the phone, me, you, and her was on the phone for about two hours. Right. And the stories that she admitted to was hilarious, man. I just want to say, you the man with the master plan, man. Yeah, I forget what we was talking about, but I remember it was all facts, but yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah, baby, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I know, I've been going since I was fucking 19 years old, too, so. The illest joint you said when she got an apartment near you, you know what I'm saying? That was she, fire. She, she, <laughs> she moved around the corner on the nigga, man, <laughs> and left the keys on the nigga car. Nah, nah, and she, she admitted she, everything. Like she, yeah, rest in peace to her, man. And yeah, man. Also, my condolences. But I definitely nah, I appreciate, appreciate that. You, you got anything else? You know, and I appreciate you going over the yeah. time, man. For, for us, nah, man. I cut it out. It's all good. I mean, you know, you know, because you, you look like a lost bumblebee, but you know, you good, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, what kind of shirt you got on? Mike for my sponsors, nigga. What's up? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Can I say something? All jokes aside. What? What <laughs> you you this don't look like a whole yoga outfit, dead ass. Dead serious though. Hey yo, killer, chill out. I used to jokes aside and say that. Nah, <laughs> I like it. yo killer, don't do that to me, killer. I used to jokes aside and say that. Yo, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Yo, good luck, bro. Yo, thank you guys. Pleasure. Right, we gonna, we gonna sign out, man. Let him walk away. Y'all wanna send us a drink? Yeah, we, 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 got, we about to sign up. We got to sign up. No, 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 no. Oh, you oh, just okay. say bottom of the camera, man. Just, just, just Purple Haze 2 coming. 